WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, October 23rd. It is indeed Kale and Company here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Natasha, our associate producers, this morning, fresh off of a great weekend. Here in the city of Philadelphia. Dawn, good morning. How was your weekend? Good morning. Eagles! Yes! <laughs> the Eagles! The Eagles. They beat the Dolphins. The Phillies on the verge of a World Woo. Series. Gregory! Why was that line? That line did not move all week for that Eagles I know. Dolphins game. At minus two and a half. Like, really? They were trying to bait you Come to take uh, the Dolphins. The line was a little short. I heard really smart. Sports people tell Us. me that uh, they that that the Dolphins were going to win. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wow. Like what? What? Yeah. Where? What? What games have you been watching all season? So not only have the three of us perfected news talk in the morning. Yeah. We're also reinventing sports analysis, making it great again, making it great again. Yep. <laughs> don't don't tell the people down the hallway that. Although although we did say uh, Friday, we all did say that. The Phillies are going to wrap it up this weekend. And That's they true. But it's good that they're coming home. To wrap yeah. Up, so. yeah. Get to do it today at 5.07 Woo. in front of the home crowd. Oh, I love 5.07 games because the Astros couldn't get it done last night, right? Oh, they're going seven games. Oh, my God. They, there you go. They got, they got their doors blown off. It's never easy, folks. It yeah. is never easy. We all want a Houston yes. Phillies World yes. Series again, I want to go. We? I want to go through that dynasty. Yeah. I want to take Jose Altuve out. <laughs> The oh, cheaters. The cheaters they are. I know. A lot of good things to get to this morning. We have a free speech POTUS perspective big take. Meta and Facebook are censoring speech when it comes to Israel and the Middle East. Jim Jordan, uh, he might be able to keep trying and trying and trying and trying, but he's never going to get there. Um, and he's been removed. Byron Donald's come on down. We'll get to that. And many other good things as we move along this morning, including an action-packed cut sheet at 745. But let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. Round number one, away we go on a Monday at 6.05. The great Dawn Stensland. Yes, good morning. Monday morning. Monday, October 23rd. The day we hope our fills will get her done. We'll talk about sports in just a moment. We're sponsored this morning by Consumer Cellular. I know we're starting out quite chilly, but the clouds will clear a bit and the wind, that's a factor too. So we'll talk about all of that. Moving forward this morning in the news, um, as we as we think about the fills uh, this evening, about the same time, formal remembrances for slain Philadelphia police officer Richard Mendez begin today. Officer Mendez, of course, shot and killed while trying to stop a car break in at Philadelphia International Airport parking garage. 
So there will be two events honoring the 22-year veteran of our Philadelphia Police Department. The public viewing will be today between 5.30 to 8.30 at Givnish Funeral Home. That's Academy Road in Philadelphia. Tomorrow is the second viewing from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul right on Ray Street in Philadelphia. So pay attention um, if you're traveling either today or tomorrow morning. Obviously, there will be road closures for these uh, very large remembrances. The funeral service for Officer Mendez will be held immediately after tomorrow, but that seating inside the Basilica is reserved for family, friends, law enforcement personnel coming from across the nation as well as dignitaries. So there will be many crowds outside the Basilica, no doubt, paying their tributes. But a lot of the local stations, um, I'm sure our sister station, everybody's going to be streaming that, which is a bit rare. They don't always offer that. That's a post-pandemic or pandemic thing where the Catholic Church will offer that streamed live for um, for those grieving and who want to pay their respects. So Officers Mendez and Raul Ortiz, as you well know by now, because we've been talking about this tragedy that uh, unfolded October 12th, late at night, the officers just coming on the job and confronting these four suspects. One suspect shot and killed a teenager. The other three are all in custody, under arrest, facing facing multiple charges, including first-degree murder charges. So they have caught up with all of those suspects facing justice now. Officer Raul Ortiz recovering at home. One firefighter was killed, another injured in a crash while responding to an emergency call over the weekend. This is Chester County, North Pottstown Pike in Euclid Township. So according to West Whiteland Fire Company, firefighters Colin Reddy, who was 25, Emily Gindel, 24, responding to that call during a heavy downpour. Remember that heavy rain we had, their vehicle uh, we we don't know the exact circumstances. It's still under investigation, but ultimately the vehicle left the roadway, struck a tree, and uh, tragically, 25-year-old Colin Reedy pronounced dead at the scene. His girlfriend, Emily Gindel, she was rushed to the hospital. She's in critical condition. They were planning on getting married, having a life together, oh. hitting the entire community so hard. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh. Uh, just two beloved, you know, people in the community who were who were first responders. So a lot of people uh, rooting for her. I believe there's a GoFundMe that they're starting up uh, for her and her um, parents and so on. Let's turn you to U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, New Jersey, returning to court today to enter an expected not guilty plea <laughs> to a conspiracy charge okay. alleging he acted as a, he he did he says he did not act as an agent of the Egyptian government, even as he chaired the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. I was not a secret agent here, folks. (laughs) Innocent until proven guilty. So uh, Democrats stepping down from his powerful post, uh, leading the Senate committee after he had been, you know, charged last month and earning the nickname Gold Star Bob, etc. His wife, Nadine Menendez, is also accused, along with him, of accepting cash, gold barb, gold bars, cars, or one luxury car that we know of over the past five years from three New Jersey businessmen in exchange for a variety, allegedly, of corrupt acts. So we'll be following that one. They'll be, he'll be in court today, but again, expected to uh, plead not guilty. He has resisted calls now from more than 30 Democrats that he resigned. 
On the Republican side, I know Nick Hill will get to this, but the headline this morning, and then there were nine. So, yes, we have nine. House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik yesterday announced nine candidates have joined the race for speaker after Congressman Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, dropped his bid last week. So the deadline was noon yesterday, and uh, so we'll expect more today as they uh, move their case forward. One of those uh, nine, I will say, and none of them are huge names, but uh, Dan Muser of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. one of the Republican nine. Yeah, not a good day for uh, Jimbo on Friday in the afternoon. Oh, <laughs> From 20 to 22 to 25, he's like, ah, this is going the wrong direction. <laughs> I know. And then, so, of course, Saturday Night Live, they never make fun of Biden, but they, they of course, lead off with him. Oh, yeah. I know Greg will get to that. Yep. I didn't it. even think it was funny. No, I didn't see it. I'm usually asleep at that time of night. Well, here's the, here's the thing about the the Trump impersonator. He's mm-hmm. good. But he's not our boy. But That's... but but Sean is way better. Sean Farage, way I better. I thought the same thing. Like, I don't even want to. Yeah. Does, now, does the current Trump impersonator on SNL, does he remotely look like him? Well, he wears a wig and okay. kind of. Because I don't know that Sean could actually pull off the look. Sean's got a very distinct look. I don't know how much masks and makeup and Hollywood. They can make, they can yeah. make can you they? look like anything on that show. Okay. Oh, well, we know he's got the sound down. That's for sure. Yeah. I just, now everybody pales in comparison to Sean. I know. I know. He's great. Yeah. I, co- I completely agree with you. I, I thought that last night. I thought if you put a blonde wig on Sean, you did the hair and makeup, little bronzer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could do... You know how I used to make up Zioli when we <laughs> do a little bronzer, do the blue blazer, the red tie. Come on. All right. Let's make it happen. What do you think? We should start a petition for that. <laughs> and then Sean has to give us a cut when he gets rich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not going to happen unless, Nick Kale, unless you're going to be like a joint, you know, you you work a full-time job and then maybe you're like, you're his agent or something. Is that what yeah, you're thinking? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I take 33% up front. <laughs> 30%? That's correct. Holy 30, moly. That's the way agents work. Oh. <sighs> World Series action tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, very excited. But let's get to Eagles. Kelly Green. So much excitement as our Eagles beat the Dolphins. Everybody said, oh, they have the best offense. Well, we had some surprise little defense, didn't we now? The Lynx. Yeah, we beat them 31-17. And this is our, like, a comeback rebound situation against the Jets, which was the Jets just got lucky, basically, last week. But we're back on track. So let's listen. Following the tough loss. Eagles offense came out hot. Jake Elliott back on track, getting the ball rolling for that early three-zip lead. Here is Elliott for the short field goal attempt. Spotted, kicked up, and it is good. Nice. Yeah. I saw everybody complaining on Twitter after the Eagles went right down the field and got a field goal, ripping the offensive coordinator. We can't score touchdowns in the red zone. I'm like, I I will never be mad at an opening possession that results in points. Like, it's the opening drive. Just relax a little bit. (laughs) And usually the opening drive determines absolutely nothing. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's go to another one. Yes. Four quarters. Hertz continues uh, to get uh, Dallas Goddard more involved following a few solid com- completions there. In the second quarter, Hertz finds Goddard open right near the end zone. Hertz in the gun. It is second down and nine. They have to get to the 10. Hertz fakes. Hertz fires. And it goes to Goddard, who's at the 10, the 5. It's that tight end screen once again. This time they take it to the left side. They get big Jordan Mylotta out in front of Dallas Goddard. The tight end screen. It's a two-man screen, and it's executed to perfection. 
Yesterday was National Tight End Day, by the way. Did you guys realize that? Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get you guys anything. Yeah, National oh. Tight End Day yesterday. Because you always got to take care of your tight ends. That's correct. <laughs> uh, all right, let's listen. Let's uh, go for our third one here. Two and the Dolphins showed their offensive skill at night, but star cornerback Darius Slay picked up Tua to ice the win for the Birds. Merrill Reese on the call. Empty backfield. Back goes Tagovailoa. He lets it fly, going deep, and it is... Intercepted! It's Slay who picks it off. He's at the 20, and he goes down. Interception! It's a takeaway! A takeaway! A -A T-A-K-E-A-W-A-Y! The Eagles have You don't like the more I think about it. <laughs> Darius Slay has a very tight end. I oh, know no. he's a cornerback, <laughs> but on National Tight End Day, what a play by Slay. Uh. <sighs> We're, well, it's uh, it was exciting for our Eagles and their Kelly. I love the the old school throwback Kelly oh, Green thirty one so seven. Didn't you love it? Can't we just make that permanent? Like those are so much nicer than the normal I midnight agree. green. I agree. Not that midnight green's bad, but that 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 Kelly Green just really pops. Woo! Well, we are one away, baby, from taking the NLCS and heading to the you know what the big World Series, which uh, starts this Friday. So we got to get her done tonight. Yes, five oh seven gates open two ish. So there are a lot of parties and activities all day, even if you don't have a ticket. I, I imagine Anthony Durant will be with uh, Sailor Twift in the, in a box somewhere tonight. We'll be waving. We're doing hits this afternoon, right? Is he going, <laughs> are you sending him down there? Yes, again? yeah, yeah. They'll be down there for uh, the Dom show, and I think the first hour or so of Rich's show. All right, fun. So we got that going on. We are sponsored by Consumer Cellular, offering unlimited talk and tax on every plan starting at $20 a month. Stay connected in rain, sleet, and snow with their premium nationwide 5G coverage, no contract, and free activation. Just visit ConsumerCellular.com to just switch away. And the NBC10 first alert forecast uh, after last week's rain and kind of crazy weather today, the winds will die down. That's the good news. I know we're starting out. We're 48 degrees and clear but 62 for your high, so bright sunny skies, bright sunny skies today and tomorrow, I should say. 62 today, 67 for your tomorrow, 71 by Wednesday. But for, if we're looking at 507 first pitch, we're told that the 15 mile an hour winds will calm down, hopefully by the time our fills clinch it tonight. That's Hill yeah. Company News Live. Beautiful, Dawn. Thank you very much. 616 Monday morning as we kick off another week with another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, the Big Take this morning. The hypocrisy of free speech from a presidential perspective. You know, over the course of 13 this show, we've probably done four or five Big Takes on the First Amendment and free speech. We talk about censorship and silencing voices on a monthly, if not a weekly basis here on Kale & Company. And it never gets redundant or repetitive because fighting for your First Amendment rights are worth the battle every single time. Hell, it's the branding of the station, and it's plastered right on your Kale & Company t-shirts and sweatshirts Free speech lives here. During the pandemic, you were silenced, censored, and canceled for voicing your views on COVID, the vaccine, masks, and anything that the left said was gospel that you felt otherwise about. I believe the United States would love to rule its citizens, just like China does. And since that's not truly attainable here in America, in large part because Americans would rise up, the establishment will have to settle for the next best thing shutting you up through fear and intimidation on social media. 
perhaps costing you your job, and certainly flagging your posts. But today I want to examine how a stark contrast with how the current and past administration act and how they are treated when it comes to canceling, silencing, and censoring you. Think about this for a moment. The current president basically gagged you on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media outlets between 2021 and 2022. And the former president is being gagged by every judge known to man in his ongoing court cases. But where and when does this start? Well, the answer might be very simple. Here's Bill Maher from his show on Friday night on HBO talking about the origins and the roots of free speech censorship. Listen and watch. When the First Amendment Watchdog Group Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression began ranking colleges based on their commitment to free speech and inquiry, Harvard came in dead last. There's only one set of acceptable opinions on campus, and it's policed hard. The old dorm room bull sessions, it's less risky shooting the in Scientology. John, John Stuart Mill wrote that he who knows only his own side of the case knows little. To which today's college students respond, he and his are cis pronouns. Harvard, college students, one set of acceptable opinions, and it's policed hard. The stifling of the marketplace of ideas. Free speech in court cases. That's the backdrop of today's Big Take as we look at this through the lens of the Biden administration and what they did to you and compare it to what the government is doing to Donald Trump. Late on Friday afternoon, word came down that the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, will take up Biden v. Missouri, which is the landmark case that alleges that the Biden administration colluded with big tech companies to censor American speech. And I'm not embellishing when I say this, but this case could be the most important case before the Supreme Court in my lifetime. This could absolutely result in a monumental ruling when it pertains to free speech on the internet. A revolutionary decision is looming. And if you believe in free speech and were shut down by Facebook or Twitter during the pandemic at the request of the Biden administration, this is a case that you too should absolutely be paying attention to. And then when it comes to censorship and a president, we get to the silencing and the gag orders imposed on a defendant as well as a presidential candidate, that being Donald Trump. In New York, Trump is being silenced in his civil court case where he is being sued for $250 million. Last Thursday morning, Trump showed up for a second straight day for his trial in the fraud case brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James and presided over by Judge Arthur Engeron. During a break in the proceedings, Trump told reporters that he had struck a knockout blow in court that would soon lead the case, in which Trump has already been ruled liable for fraud, to soon be dismissed. Quote, this was like Perry Mason. Trump said, end quote, an attorney for the state asked the judge to silence Trump moments after that when he interrupted a witness during a heated exchange at his trial from New York to Washington, D.C., the gag orders and the silencing of Trump continue. Last Friday, though, Judge Tanya Chuckin actually gave Trump a small break. Per Axios, Chuckin agreed to temporarily freeze her narrow gag order on former President Donald Trump for the 2020 federal election case. Chuckin granted the temporary stay shortly after Trump's team requested the narrow gag order issued earlier this week be lifted while the 2024 presidential candidate legal challenges play out. Chuckin gave Trump's lawyers more time to explain their request and froze the order until at least this week on October the 28th. 
Trump's team called the order breathtakingly overbroad in a court filing, claiming that it violated, quote, virtually every fundamental principle of our First Amendment jurisprudence. It's unclear how long appealing the gag order will take. Chuck in, in the gag order barred Trump from public statements that were going to target special counsel Jack Smith or his staff, witnesses, or court staff. And earlier on Friday, the judge overseeing former president's New York civil fraud trial fined the former president $5,000 for violating his gag order. So you have one administration that wants to shut you up, as well as their chief political rival. And then the other former administration believes in a robust First Amendment and the ability to speak up and speak out in opposition to another belief. But don't just take it from me or anybody here on 1210 WPHT. Take it from noted and reputable legal scholar Jonathan Turley, who said the following on Twitter this weekend, quote, the Trump gag order should concern everyone who values freedom of speech. While the odds may favor Judge Chutkin on appeal, this order should be overturned as overbroad and dangerous. You know, we live in a political spectrum that loves to use the phrase threat to democracy, and both sides are guilty of it. But I think Jonathan Turley would agree with me when I say that freedom of speech being squashed by the government is the biggest threat to democracy of all. And we know who and what side is leading the charge. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you would like to jump in, 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210 WPHT. And, of course, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to that, as well as the latest censorship from Facebook. And then also we have to get to Jim Jordan and Byron Donalds this hour as well. Busy morning. It's a Monday morning on Kale & Company, and we're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. You know, a great weekend. I had to do some hauling around of some stuff. Not really heavy-duty stuff, but man, the 2023 Honda Ridgeline Black Edition truck came in handy. And if you're a truck person like me, now's a great time to visit Piazza Honda in Springfield. Or you can check them out in Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading because you can still cash in on 0.9% APR financing. Or you can get special finance rates on the Civic, the Accord, the CRV, the Pilot, and many more. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands, 35 locations. My go-to for all things automotive to find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today. Just check them out online, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Monday morning here on Kale & Company. Hopefully all of you had a nice weekend as we get another work week going. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet at 7.45 this morning? Some good SNL stuff, some good Bill Maher stuff. And a whole bunch of others from the Sunday shows and all the talking head circuits, 855-839-1210 to climb in. So I thought it was pretty interesting. I felt like there was a lot of news that came out Friday afternoon from Jim Jordan to Byron Donalds, which we will get to coming up in the next segment, uh, to also you know some of these gag orders and Trump violating a gag order and being fined. Like what, I don't I don't know what fining Donald Trump does. Uh, when you find him $5,000, that would be like Stocker finding me a dollar and 29 cents. 
It's not going to mean much to him. Uh, but that comes out on Friday. And then also, and I really think, and I know when you hear Supreme Court cases, you, you, it makes your eyes roll over and glaze over. It can be a bit monotonous, especially when some of these these justices give their opinions. And it's like trying to read the Old Testament. It's, it's very difficult to process sometimes. But when you think about what's going on here, we have one guy who has gag orders and is being told not to say this and not to post that. And then the other guy tried to shut you down in 2021 and 2022 for challenging the government and the CDC and the Fauci's of the world. And now this Biden v. Missouri case is going to go right to the Supreme Court. And it's really going to impact, I think, the future of of what limitations will be placed on you, the citizen, on social media and the Internet, whether it's through companies like Facebook and Meta and Google and X or whether it's directly from the United States government. So I think that is something to keep an eye on. And then also, really, when you look at the gag order from Trump, Jonathan Turley is pretty much my go-to for, you know, trying to see if my opinion aligns with his. You know, he's the smartest guy in the room, legitimately. Um, and he says the following on his uh, website, jonathanturley.org, the Trump gag order should be struck down. And Turley does tell you, he look, he's no apologist for Donald Trump. He says, despite my longstanding criticism of Trump's personal attacks on judges and critics, this gag order should be curtailed or struck down on appeal. The imposition of a gag order on former President Donald Trump was overwhelmingly applauded by pundits and press alike. However, this order should concern everyone who values freedom of speech. While the odds may favor the judge on appeal, this order should be overturned as overbroad and dangerous. And that, that's kind of the, the theme and the word that I think makes the most sense for both of these cases. And I, I'd love to get people's reaction to this because it, it's really, if you think about it, it's really the same group of people crushing multiple people. You've got the Biden administration that shuts you down during the pandemic, still wants to do it today. And it's Biden's DOJ that is trying to shut down Donald Trump on many different fronts in many different court cases. So um, I, I think that is worth keeping an eye on as we move forward, not just on the Trump front, but uh, the, 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 the Biden v. Missouri. And that's going to be a long case. It's going to take forever. But just keep doing like news searches on that, and, and we'll try to update you uh, as that moves along. But, you know, I think here's the thing, Don, when you talk about us at this show and this station, I mean, if there's one thing we all agree on across the board is valuing free speech. And it just seems like no matter which way you turn, uh, you know, the powers that be, they really want to limit that ability of the American citizens. And yeah. inclu including Trump, and which is why Trump says, look, if they can do this to me, they can do it to you. And he's the, one of the most powerful men on the planet. So if they can do it to him, they can do it to Nick Cale, Don Stenzel, and everybody else. Yeah, and I think that does play well with Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the, the, the most loyal conservatives, the, the MAGA conservatives, uh, you know, who, who uh, voted for Trump, and and he ha I don't think he's lost. I don't think he's lost his base as far as that base. And I don't think that he will. I think for those of us who follow this and you look at, I mean, uh, Trump's ex-lawyer advisor, Michael Cohen, he's going to be back, I guess, in court yep. in New York City this week after he was, I guess, scared to face Trump and he said he had a medical issue <laughs> last week. You know, But I, I just think that all of this 
is making people grow weary. When you think of all the drama constantly, and I think that's what they wanted. They wanted to knock Trump off of the campaign trail, and that's why he has said campaign interference. Mm-hmm. I think as far as this case in Manhattan, I, I, Letitia James, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The whole case, if you really read through it, and we have, it, it, it will be overturned. But that takes years in court. And so we have a 2024 election. They all know that. Mm-hmm. And so what was her mantra when she was running for office? She was just saying, I'll get him. Yeah. I mean, we could, you could play the sound. I think you have. I mean, it, she it's has, almost the same campaign as Alvin Bragg's. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't worry about the fact, is this, is this truly a serious case? It's not. If you read through it and you understand it, and as well, the fact that some of these allegations go back to 2011 and they've already thrown yeah. a bunch of them out so so what's this about it's about wearing not only trump down when he's supposed to be full energy yeah. on the campaign trail it's like death by a thousand paper yes yeah, yeah well put yeah and and so and the expense you know even though he's a wealthy man the expense of it all and mm-hmm. just i think any ordinary citizen who were not if you were not running for president you had this many legal cases being thrown at you yeah the average person would be you know Locked in a room looking at the corner. Yeah. I mean, this is this is insane. Taking plea bargains, trying to cop a deal, yeah. running out of funds to pay your lawyers because lawyers are absurdly expensive. And you said this this you know this galvanizes him and and rallies behind you know his base. That that that's a no brainer uh, to me. Like I you know when you if you know the classic liberal claims to value free speech, like the Bill Mars of the world. So I would say, how does this resonate with anybody to the left? Of MAGA Republicans, whether that's just a classic conservative, whether that's a a moderate Republican, an independent, a moderate Democrat, or a classic liberal, I, I'm wondering, like, when they see all of these stories and all of these cases, and they look at Biden v. Missouri on free speech on the internet, and then they look at gag orders on Trump. If you are anybody that's not a Trump lover and you value free speech, but you hate Donald Trump. That, that's, that's I think, kind of like the balancing act. But it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, Trump's never been a guy I've been a big fan of. But, man, they are really trying to silence him. And, you know, maybe there's you know people out there that are, you know, moderates or independents that, you know, were against getting the COVID vaccine and maybe shared an opinion or two about it on social media and had their posts flagged. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this will sway people over to this side of the ledger mm-hmm. and in this camp when you look at all of these stories with censorship. Yeah, I I think that the average person is not following all of this no, like exactly. we are. And right. so the problem is that the 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 media narrative right now amidst very serious times with with the invasion of Israel and I mean, you know, last night and this morning I'm reading about, you know, bodies being booby-trapped of of those killed. Yeah, I saw that. And oh my god, in in Israel and it, it's horrifying and they Yes, release two hostages, but there are many more. And, you know, the serious nature of that and the fact, will they bring in, suck in other actors? Will this be a worldwide conflict? Then you think about the economy. I know the Fed this week, we're supposed to hear more. Last week, we we're hearing about interest rates. Will they? Re- so these are such serious times for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then the media narrative is, well, look at those Republicans. You got the clowns in the House and they can't get it together and can't agree on ever- anything. And they're basically doing what Greg Stocker always says, you know, well, for them, they need Greg Stocker to say, uh, don't don't put out your business in the house on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing. Yep. And then you have Donald Trump in the news with all of this Michigas. And so it just it looks messy from 
to to I think the average person just trying to keep their head above water, mm-hmm. trying to recover post pandemic, trying to deal with their kids, getting them to school after pandemic learning loss and and all the depression the kid you know what i mean there's so much going on right now and i think for the average person they're like you know what not for nothing but i've had enough of all this drama with these republicans Mm -hmm. they got to get it together so i think and you said last week i mean you said you had that great line where you said with biden you know he he seemed more passionate and angry about trump and republicans when he was here in philadelphia Mm -hmm. than he really was about my god the, the travesty yep. in the Middle East or our economy, open borders. And so this should be a no-brainer for Republicans. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow, you know, because of all of these reasons, they just look like a hot mess. They do. 855-839-1210 to jump in. And then on the censorship front, I actually got to give Facebook and Meta a little bit of credit here. Meta is going to limit some Facebook comments on Israeli-Palestinian posts So Facebook owner at Meta Platforms on Thursday introduced temporary measures to limit, quote, potentially unwelcome or unwanted comments. Now, on the surface, that sounds like free speech violations, censorship and silencing. But when you read further about this, it's not, at least in my opinion, and I'm okay with this. When it comes to posts about the conflict between Israel and Hamas, Meta said it will change the default setting for people who can comment on new and public Facebook posts that are created by users, quote, in the region to only their friends and followers, Meta said in an updated blog post. A Meta spokesperson declined to specify how the company defined the region, but users can opt out and change the setting at any time. The social media company added it will disable the ability to see the first one or two comments on posts while scrolling the Facebook feed. Earlier this week, or last week I should say at this point now, some users who posted in support For Palestine or Gaza and their citizens accused Meta of suppressing their content. Meta designates Hamas, quote, as a dangerous organization and bans content praising the group. Geez, you think? I mean, if you're going to sit here and try to praise Hamas on Facebook, and Facebook has deemed, much like most of us with a, a functional brain, has deemed Hamas to be a dangerous organization, I mean, they are essentially terrorists. You're not going to be able to be on that site and promoting and applauding what terrorists do. So I would say thank you, Meta. And for any of these Harvard students or college kids, 18 to 24, that are very sympathetic to the pro-Palestinian Hamas cause, I love seeing all these people triggered that they feel like they're being silenced or suppressed. Now ask how a Republican felt during a pandemic when they couldn't talk about COVID. I got to ask you, though, the okay. first 30 minutes of the show has been about free speech. That's correct. So what? how is this any different? As deplorable, yes. as deplorable as 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 comments like that are. Yes. What's why? I mean, because my, my again, my my consistent rule with free speech is I'm pretty much a free speech absolutist up until the point where it includes dangerous, hateful in but what violence? is hateful? I, I, like, I don't know, praising the beheading of, of Jewish people? I mean, booby-trapped I, dead yes, bodies? Agreed, agreed. It's all it's yeah. all, all horrendous stuff. Right. But it's a slippery slope that you go down with this is hateful uh, and that's hateful. Is it, it really? It is. Yes, it is. I don't know that it is, though. I'm just saying if there's a... T- <clears throat> Here's what I would say. Use the Tony Bruno rule. Okay. We still don't know what the heck Tony 
ever said that he was banned. And I've so, worked with him for 20 years. I still don't know what he says. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so he was banned for how long? And Susie Cool, too. Like, right. a, like a mom and grandma in, in Florida and Cleveland, Ohio, who is a Gold Star family, right? So use those as your guide. Okay. If somebody makes a terrorist statement, anti-Semitic and, and threatening statement, I would say at least, at the very least, give them the treatment that you gave Tony and Susie. Yeah. I mean, because a minimum were, of flagging and a, a temporary ban right? at minimum. Look, I, I, I'm i not one who, look, both Meta, Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. They're private companies. They can do whatever they want on their platform. They literally can. Well, that's the battle. Elon Musk bought Twitter. He can do, you know, people can bitch and complain about what he does, but he can do whatever he wants to. He owns the platform. You don't yeah. have a right to be on Twitter. You don't have a right to be on Facebook. That's fair. This is different from what the government does. So, so yes, I... For that, they can do whatever they want. I'm just saying that as if you're making the argument about quote unquote hate speech, hate speech can be defined in many different ways. True. And what you and I deem hate speech, other people may not. And what other people deem, deem hate speech, we may not. So it's, it's, you just have to be careful when you say, well, that I agree with because that's a terroristic threat. So the, we, we do have to separate big difference with freedom of speech and free speech in the First Amendment. You know, what the government can censor, which should be really nothing, versus private well, companies like Facebook. A lot of people look at uh, what uh, people said on J6, January 6th as terroristic threats. Yeah. So all I'm saying is is be very careful these roads you go down where you say, well, well that's a terroristic threat and that should be that should be eliminated. That shouldn't be able to be said or written somewhere because right. people could say the same thing about you, Nick Haley. Yeah. Don't stand like no, that. that's all I'm saying. Totally, totally valid. I, I just when I look at specific things like this isolated story with Hamas, I mean, I sit here and I see terrorist organization, you know, uh, beheading babies, slaughtering dogs, booby trapping dead bodies. I don't think there's much room for interpretation as to what they are and what they stand for. So that's that that to me is the difference of, you know, looking at something from, you know, January 6th or uh, looking at something from last week when you had the occupation, uh, the occupying of the Capitol office building by the the Hamas supporters and things like that. I mean, if you want to if you want to navigate the choppy waters of uh, Hamas and and try to argue that there's something less. I mean, to me, Hamas is really no different. Then Al Qaeda, then ISIS. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's death to the Jews, it's death to the West, it's death to America, it's death to Christians. I just I don't view that as protectable. But then again, I don't own Facebook and Meta, so um, I you think know, it's an interesting conversation. The only thing I would say to to all of this is that we now know at the local level, Philadelphia police, uh, law enforcement, at the local, regional, national, and international level, monitor the accounts of these people Mm -hmm. and so there's a piece of this that they're going to find something whatever the hunter biden snap chat whatever that we had some of the terrorists on there so part of this is it does give those individuals in law enforcement an ability to track these people Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying make it fair make it make it equal to greg's point they're all they're all private companies. Right. So it's just like in my house, I say, you do not have freedom of speech. If, if, especially with the teenage, all the teenagers in my house. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You do not have freedom of speech inside my house. So yep. some of the music and some of the stuff you want to say, you're not saying that, but I'm really consistent with it. Right. That's all I ask of these social media companies. Mm-hmm. So don't go and, and ban constantly. It feels like the algorithm, algorithms just target conservatives even still. And yet you had the supreme leader 
saying crazy stuff last week. And there were others that we quoted that who were on social media sites. Yep. And it's like, really? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I look for. I look for consistency more than anything else. Because yeah. that's what I try to give you in my opinion. Like, I, I don't try to bend the rules just because, it, yeah. you know, some story happens to pop up that makes my side of the political spectrum look bad. And then I try to justify it. To me, if you're law and order, you're law and order. Uh, William writes on YouTube, the YouTube chat, uh, you're either for free speech or you're not. There's no halfway. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, well, but he's that, that's that's a silly thing to say, William. You come in my house and you start saying certain words, you do not have free speech in my house. If I have a company and you come into my business, into my house or my place of business, no, I'm if it's a private space, I'm allowed to say there are certain Things that you're, you want to be anti-Semitic and say nasty stuff or cur- certain curse words? No, go outside. Yeah, you can have free speech. You, you, you can not cuss in the kitchen. That's right. No cussing in the kitchen, William. Exactly. You can stand right outside my house. Sam writes, get a grip, Greg. <laughs> hate is hate. Okay, well then a lot of people look at what uh, the people did and, and who support uh, January 6th is hate. So mm-hmm. just, 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 just know that this is a very slippery slope you guys are going down. That's I think it's a, it's a great conversation. It's a great debate because it's going to go to the smartest people in the land when it comes to Biden v. Missouri with the Supreme Court. All right, 855-839-1210. If you want to jump in, Jim Jordan out. The nine candidates led by my original number two, Byron Donalds of Florida. We'll wrap up our number one next on Kale & Company. Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. I love the FanDuel app. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers can get three months of NBA League Pass courtesy of FanDuel when they place a, a $5 bet on the NBA. Three months of NBA League Pass courtesy of FanDuel. All you have to do is place a $5 bet on the NBA. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg right now to sign up. You can watch all the action as you bet on everything from point spreads to player props. And you get paid instantly when you win. FanDuel.com slash Greg and tip off the NBA season right now. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHV. And he's the official partner of the NBA. 21 and over, President PA. New customer offer. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as an all-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire in seven days. All customer offer. $5 NBA wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See full terms at... For both offers at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As we head till 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210. The phone number. What's on the cut sheet just about an hour from now. Dawn will have some news to kick off our Number two in just a few minutes, but also on Friday we had some news coming down that it looks like it is over for Jim Jordan. And if you were paying attention last week, it just kept getting worse for Jim. He started out with 20 Republicans that were not going to vote for him and support him to become new Speaker of the House. And then on vote number two, that number went from 20 to 22. And then it went from 22 to 25. Three strikes and you're out. And Jim Jordan removed as Speaker nominee by a closed door GOP vote, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I saw Nancy Mace tweeting out on Friday saying that basically, and I'm summarizing that she says it's cowardice to do this behind closed doors and not put your face and name uh, to the vote on Friday. But uh, it is over for Jim Jordan. And now there are nine different, so to speak, um, contenders or candidates 
Uh, I think it's a lot like the uh, presidential nominee on the Republican side. Yeah, you might have 9, 10, 12, 13 different individuals, but it's really about one or two individuals. And for me, uh, it's now about Byron Donalds from Florida, who has come out and said that he is uh, throwing his name into the ring, so to speak. And, you know, when we saw this stuff play out a few weeks ago with Kevin McCarthy, everybody kind of had their short list. And my top two, in specific order, was Jim Jordan 1 and Byron Donalds 2. So I did not get what I wanted with Jim Jordan. Um, Who knows if I'll get what I want with Byron Donalds. But Byron Donalds did say this. He says, the bottom line is that the Democrats spied on the American people, locked our kids out of school during the pandemic, refused to secure the border, and led us to a point where our adversaries no longer fear or respect us. Strong GOP leadership will guide us back to a point where we can be respected again. And then Byron Donald's officially announcing his intent on Friday night, saying, Tonight I am announcing my candidacy for Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. My sole focus will be securing the border, funding our government responsibly, advancing a conservative vision for the House of Representatives and the American people, and expanding our Republican majority uh he goes on to talk about other levels of leadership and other goals uh a lot of the typical talking points that you get that i'm on board with crime the border the economy going after biden so forth and so on so we'll see how that plays out i have a feeling that it will not be byron donald's i i think there's too much and i think there's a lot of things maybe working against him uh he is certainly a supporter of donald trump mm-hmm. he's a lot like jim jordan in that camp so to speak which is not a bad thing, but clearly, you know, the the moderate rhinos of the Republican Party have kind of, you know, drawn a line in the sand, much like conservatives have. And that's why we have this, you know, standoff that is going on and on and on. But I really do like Byron Donalds. I think he's got a lot of charisma. He he sounds like a winner. Uh, I like the way he delivers. Um, He's certainly getting his name out there. He's done a lot of media, a lot of interviews. Uh, not to the level like of Vivek Ramaswamy, but uh, Byron doesn't shy away from the cameras. But I also think this is a a little tidbit to the the piece to the puzzle. I think it would really, really trigger the left if Byron Donalds became the Speaker of the House, because as you know, the left does not like when an African American man yeah. is a free thinker, and you know what, and a ha- Trump supporter, and a Trump supporter to boot. So that drives. That drives like my ex-mother-in-law and people like that. <laughs> How could this guy possibly think that way? Don, this is this would be yeah. a great triggering of the left, although I don't think he's a lock by any stretch to get this. Well, he's, you know, out of everybody, and I know there's uh, one Pennsylvania Republican out of the nine, too, that I had met, uh, Dan, Dan Muser yeah. of Pennsylvania, but do, do people out of all of these individuals, do they, Byron Donalds is the only one that I think people really know who he is. Does that help him? Does that hurt him? You know, if somebody doesn't, you know, if somebody comes from obscurity, does that help Mm -hmm. in this? But I do think that you're right. I think that the fact that he's an African-American gentleman and his, but we've talked about this, his personality. I think the personality really matters and Mm -hmm. you have to have that correct balance of somebody who's a strong alpha person, but as well, you're a good listener. Is he too young? Is he a little too green for you, so to speak? As in, doesn't have the the chops and the experience. Is I, this, is this too big of a, a platform for him at this point in his political career? No, I, I mean I I don't think so. I don't either. I'm just I'm I, just wondering because I think the truth is I, I just here's what I thought of 
and I I dreamt about this, all of them on a bus with Nick Hale's bus driver. <laughs> and so you're not getting off the bus. There are no cameras. Your phones. Do you hear me? Yeah. Get her yeah. driving a bus. And not a night like heated or air conditioned. No food. You right. can't go to the bathroom. Windows nothing. are up. Windows are up. You're driving around D.C., around and around and around this bus. Yep. And then you have to all come to and put put your phones out in a bag mm-hmm. out outside the bus. Yep. Get it together. You're not getting off the bus until not the getting off is the done. bus. <laughs> bus driver is like talking you down yeah. and just get it done. Well, I, because Republicans are saying this right now. Damn it. <laughs> How much more do this can we take? I mean, you think Kevin you know, McCarthy has it bad. How about us? They start to look really small and I just felt like you know, I just wonder, reportedly, even Matt Gates, reportedly the original eight are like, oh, God, what have we done? Right. Like, I think that they just really love Jim Jordan. They thought they would get their guy in. Mm-hmm. And now this whole thing, have they weakened Jim Jordan? Yeah. You know, and you got to remember a lot of these people are up for reelection and whatnot. All this stuff is yep. going to be used in ads against them. That's correct. Jeez. 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And also, we have a new poll that shows there is an overwhelming level of support for Israel when it comes to the conflict in the Middle East and how Americans feel. We will get to that. And the latest sign of desperation for a once-proud beer company. It's basically beer bribery at this point. We will get to that story as we continue this morning. Kale and Company, hour two on the way on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday morning 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.